Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. made it the markley van camp and robin show i'm jamie markley that's david van camp there's scott robbins a lot to get to today let's start here um inflation it's a problem just remember uh, most of that problem points straight at Putin. it's his fault at least 70 percent well they've tried that phrase out it just doesn't seem to be working yeah Putin price hike yeah well this is the bizarre claim that joe biden made yesterday uh, saying that, yes, most of it has to do with Vladimir Putin. That's absolutely false. They're going to try anything. We know this. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. Ukraine and Russia are the one and two largest wheat producers in the world. We're number three. They're shut down. We saw that in yesterday's inflation data. What people don't know is that 70 percent of the increase in inflation was the consequence of Putin's price hike because of the impact on yeah. oil prices. Seventy percent. Yeah, that that's obviously not true. Right. Uh, but I got hairy legs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe we could shave your legs and use that for biodiesel. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that, Joe? Check out the uh, fact check from The Washington Post. Without saying so. Oh, even the Post fact-checked him? Well, kind of. This is funny. Without saying so directly, he's referring to the monthly change in prices, not the annual change. Right. In other (laughs) words, that's how much energy prices contributed to the monthly increase. Now, as far as the Pinocchio test, Biden's math is defensible. But at the same time, ordinary people, you know, the unwashed masses, you don't Mm -hmm. follow everything that closely, Mm -hmm. might certainly have assumed he was referring to the 12-month inflation rate, not the one-month figure. We certainly would be more comfortable if Biden had referred specifically to monthly inflation figures, but he did reference the invasion. So we'll leave this unrated and let readers decide for themselves. (laughs) No, man, he lied. Of course. I, this is just something you come to expect after a while. Uh, the supply chain. No, there's not the supply chain issue. No, it's not that. It's, it's it's you have it good. You just don't understand how good you have it. Okay, don't forget the great work that we've done. It's the Putin hike. It's it's the greed of corporations. And blah, big blah, meat. blah. Big meat. Yeah. So, how, how do you do that? I don't know how you do that. Go from one to the next to the next. I don't know. It's some sort of skill, Did you see I guess. that tweet from Robert Reich, by the way, talking about the price of poultry and how Tyson Foods made X number of dollars okay. in their last quarter. And this is corporate greed. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, Robert, come back to me when you're over five foot two. All right. <laughs> He's really stepped in it a lot. What a lately. fool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Elon Musk. What's the latest? Is uh, he going to get Twitter? He did a TED Talk conference interview, uh, and he says, well, look, I'm not really sure if I'm even going to be able to buy Twitter, but apparently there is something waiting in the wings if this deal falls through. Hmm. You said you won't go higher. Is there a plan B? Hmm? There is. (laughs) 
That's a dramatic effect. I think, we, I think we would like to hear a little bit about Plan B. Well, for, for another time, I think. Yeah. And he's playing this great. Yeah. I'm talking about it, it is a free speech issue. The left is freaking out about the thought of Elon Musk taking over Twitter. People that work there. What's the clip of the MSNBC host? There's been oh, a few. Oh, I yeah. don't know which one you have, Dave. Well, this is uh, MSNBC's Katie Turr spending several minutes going over her concerns. This just a quick little montage of her concerns because this the segment goes on for several minutes. So I just wanted to get some of the highlights out of it for you. Okay, thank you. Will you soon have to pay to use Twitter if Elon Musk gets his way? Maybe. And, I, and one of the big questions I have is, as a member of the media is, would he let someone like Donald Trump back on the platform? And there are sure. real and, and devastating consequences. Uh, okay, you haven't named any yet. No, you're not going to have to pay. Yes, I'm sure Trump will be back on. What, what, that's the end of democracy in your world? And what are the other consequences? That you won't have a monopoly on information anymore? Is that Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. Isn't that what it really comes yes. down to? Yes. That it's then a, the game's over for it's you? It's a threat to people with bad ideas. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that don't want other they people don't, to and give they, their absolutely, ideas. Absolutely, they don't want that. It's misinformation if they disagree with it. That's it. It's going to be fascinating to see how all of this goes. They're all saying the same thing now. Max Boot weighed in. And all these other clowns about how this is a threat to democracy and, I mean, all the hyperbole. But they never explain how. Well, because how other voices outside of their own, that they look at that as a threat to democracy. Yeah. Well, have you heard one, I mean, sane explanation of how it's a threat to democracy, David? Well, so I, I think there are some of the old guard in politics, in Congress in particular, who really like sort of the smoke-filled room type of uh, scenario for them because they're able to benefit from it. That's and sure. if we get the scraps, so be it, right? Mm -hmm. They think, well, yeah, democracy is actually a threat to democracy, according to them. You know, it's better off if we're the ones making all the decisions over the peons, right? They shouldn't really mm -hmm. get a say. We just tell them what to do. Now, there are also people in media, like you mentioned Max Boot with the Washington Post and Katie Turr, others, who have covered politics long enough that they actually think they're players in the game. This is the dynamic at play with political reporters, right? It's the towel boy thinking he's Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> and so that's why they're willing to go to war against a guy like Elon Musk, because they see themselves as actually part of the club when they're not. They're, they're useful idiots for the club. Right. They don't understand that. You know, Elon Musk is trying to level the playing field, and that's a threat to them. That's... And their power base and their invitation to cocktail parties, it all hinges on the power base they have. So do we all agree that's where Musk is coming from? It's nothing much more than, hey, for civilization, for democracy, you have to have freedom of speech. And because this is the public square, Twitter, yeah, it's got to be open here. Yes. And currently it is not. And that's the only play that he has. That's what you think, Scott. That's exactly right. He wants to even the playing field. He's not trying to silence voices. No, I'm not saying that. I'm oh. like, is there any other play to this for him? Well, here's oh. something I thought about. I thought about this. Okay. I thought about this. So he got, he buys his 9% or whatever, right? Yeah. Becomes what, the largest shareholder, single shareholder in the company? Yeah. And now you've got this Saudi guy that's playing around talking about buying the whole thing, right? So if he pay overpays, does Musk get paid on the shares he bought, like, 
tripling his investment. Just I mean, an observation. I, and I again, I don't, I don't believe that's the case. But boy, that do it. You think there's any other play for Musk here, David? Well, I, I think probably there is a financial side to it. There may also be a situation where he is developing his own social media platform, that and so you have the the Twitter deal go south. The way it will go south is it will highlight, like it's doing right now, how many people who control information love to have control of information. So even people who are kind of on the fence one way or the other, maybe lean conservative or whatever, might log off. Uh, if he dumps his stocks after his attempt to buy it, that value craters. <laughs> yes, it does. And then here comes Elon Musk with whatever social media platform he wants. I, I don't think it's entirely altruistic. I think that's a little naive for, for, for some I've heard saying, like, this is really just about free speech. I don't think so. But... That may okay, be an I'm one of those suckers. Factor. I admit it. I think that's what it's mostly about, but there's other benefits. Yeah. I, I think, I've been a sucker before. I'm just admitting it. I, I think the other thing is, is he may be the first person in the history of the world to literally own the libs. So, you know, there's a benefit there, too. Yeah, the part that is so delicious about it. The owner of Tesla, electric cars, he used to be such a hero, and now he's the villain. People don't know what to think. Of Elon Musk. He's a different guy. He marches to the beat of his own drum, seems to have always done that. And I, you know, at the very least, those characters are interesting to watch and admirable on a level. I don't know what any other play is, but I think for the most part, you know, as we talked about before, he could do a lot of things like, well, he could cash it all in, just live on a beach, but that's not the way a guy like that is built. It does seem it's this betterment of the human race. It seems what he's about, but I don't trust anybody. No. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> he uh, maybe he makes the electric car so vile people won't want it because it involves him. The combustible engine comes back. Yeah. Yay! And then all of a sudden he buys Ford. Right. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, Biden's polling, we know is bad. It's a new low, correct? A new low, yeah, and it's so bad that even CNN had to be honest about it. Uh, and I thought this was actually funny. I got a kick out of this soundbite here. This is a data analyst for CNN, Harry Enten, this morning. Yes, Harry? You know, there was always that thing, oh, Donald Trump has the lowest approval rating at this point in his presidency. We did it over and over and over and over again. Well, at this point in his presidency, Donald Trump's numbers, actually, his average approval rating is one point higher than Joe Biden's, which is a 41 percent, Donald Trump at 42 percent. A first-term president at this point in his presidency, uh, this is the lowest. This is the lowest for anyone who was elected to the presidency and didn't get up there through the vice presidency. This is a really, really, really bad number. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. I think he does. I think he does. does. Come on, man. No, it's true. Okay. Did you hear how the Today Show covered the subway shooter and then the Grand Rapids shooting? you got to hear this coming up. so much for being here. Do appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins.
Okay, controversy. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Well, police there have released the video of an officer shooting and killing a a man named Patrick Layoya. This happened the morning of April 4th. What happened was the cop pulled him over because he had the wrong plates on his car. Uh, Dashboard camera and body camera footage, as well as uh, cell phone footage from a witness, shows what went down. The guy gets out of the car. Uh, The cop says, get back in the car. The guy doesn't. Then, after a while, uh, he's getting taken into custody, and he fights the cop. Mm -hmm. Cop pulls out a taser. This guy grabs the taser. You can hear in the video, drop the taser, drop the taser, drop the taser, over and over and over again. Uh, And then the police officer pulls his gun and shoots and kills him. Yes. While they're wrestling, by the way. Yeah. Yes. So... Again, you see the video. Yeah. So on the Today Show on NBC, well, first they do the story of the teen who spotted the alleged Brooklyn subway shooter. (laughs) Had a little story on him. They don't mention anything about that guy being a black nationalist, nothing about his social media stuff. Mm -mm. Okay. Then right from there, we get to this. Overnight in Grand Rapids, a community meeting boiling over. More tension and outrage over the death of Patrick Leoya, who was unarmed when he was shot and killed oh, by police. He, he was he was not unarmed. No, he wasn't. He had nope. control of the officer's taser. That is not unarmed. That's a lie. That is an absolute lie. Again, this is another example of legacy media taking a story like what just happened and trying to build it into a race war and lying about it. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Video of the interaction released by Grand Rapids PD shows the moments that turned a traffic stop Stop resisting into a fatal shooting. Drop taser! Everyone. Right. The Leoya family calls it an execution. Oh, for God's sake. No, it's not an execution. No, it's not. Listen, when you have a grieving family, that's a whole other situation from just the facts of the case they do this all the time i'm not surprised a grieving family sees it the way they do but you're using that an emotion to build a narrative that's not true what is the cop supposed to do i mean honestly we're told all the time that there are certain people in america (sighs) interactions with the police they're just scared they're afraid of getting killed how many times have we heard it so you're telling me you're getting pulled over by a cop. You should supposedly be scared for your life. You're going to get out of the car? You should know already not to do that. You stay in the car. Hands attended to. If you don't know that by now, I don't know what to tell you. But you get out of the car. You're told to get back in the car. You don't do it. Why are you pulling me over? You're antagonistic. You try to run. And then you try to resist. And then you grab the cop's taser. What do you think is going to happen? We all know this. Get your hands behind your back! Video shows the two wrestling. The officer's taser is discharged twice. Police say never making contact. At one point, Leoya appears to have his hand on the taser before being brought to the ground. Why is it that the taser never made contact? Resisting. Because he was resisting arrest. He was fighting a cop. That's how you get shot. I got no sympathy for this guy. That's just it. You think about all the atrocities in the world. You see what happens, whether it's Ukraine, 
other places of the uh, other places in the United States, and yet legacy media is going to use this story to try to stoke race relations again. It's disgusting what because they do. the way it was framed in that in that Vosat, the way it was way it was phrased in there was the cop shot the taser twice and missed, then took the gun out and shot him. That is the way that's, they made it sound. That, if you knew nothing else about it, right. that's exactly your takeaway from that. So it's not about it's giving dishonest. facts to the no, public. not at all. You're building a narrative. No. The, the, yeah. Yes, it's disgusting. The shooting is being investigated by multiple agencies, including Michigan State Police. And the Leoya family is asking that the officer who fired that fatal shot to be identified, fired, and prosecuted. Craig? For what? No, I, I, I want to know why exactly you raised a guy who thought it was okay to not only violently assault pregnant women, that's in his past, but then also fight a cop when he's being placed under arrest. How did you screw up? What did you yeah. do to instill that value system into him that led him to get killed? Oh, you know, they had moved here. And one of the questions to one of the family members was, did you ever think you'd have to worry about something like that here? Really? In what place do you think that you can resist cops like that? Mm-hmm. Grab their taser and not get shot. Yeah, in Russia and China, they're they're very patient. yeah right. <laughs> or the Mexican cops, they're very patient with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Are you friggin' kidding me? Okay, let's move on. Um, just a quick note. Um, I saw this little blurb about Harrison Ford. Um, he's making another Indiana Jones movie. Apparently biked 31 miles after finishing filming it until 5 a.m. I just bring that up. Something else to make us all feel like lazy dopes. (laughs) Older gentleman like that, he's committed to the physical fitness. 31 miles. Wow. That's that's impressive. I have a question. Yes. Has he been vaccinated? I don't know. I'm guessing. Because if not, he's putting people's lives in danger. See? Yeah. And then making the rounds, uh, if you remember a few years ago, the pizza rat in New York City. Rat. Yeah. Now there's the smoking roach. It's a little roach that is like carrying a cigarette butt. (laughs) Incredible. Okay. Floodgates open to the border. We'll get to that much more next. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Exer, David Van Camp, the Millennial. There's a sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Heading into Easter weekend. That feels good. Okay, let's talk about the border. We got a crisis. It's been a crisis for quite a while. It's going to get worse. That's what we're told. Uh, yeah, you're looking at upwards of 18,000 people uh, crossing the border every single day. Uh, now, the White House COVID coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha, is defending the government's call to end Title 42 at the border, allowing for even more people to come into the country illegally. That is lifted at the end of next month. You're oh, this take... is the hack that was on NBC and now working for the government. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but people have questions about this because you're lifting Title 42, which is a Trump-era health order, 
yes. that allows for migrants to be expelled more quickly, in theory at least. Um, but you're keeping the domestic travel mask mandate in place. So That's you right. have to mask up on a bus or an airplane or whatever, but we can have our country invaded by people from the southern border. Yeah, that's right. And if you question that, you are, in fact, racist. Uh-huh. Uh, this was on Fox News where he talked about this. Okay. The CDC scientists determined on Title 42 uh, that it was inappropriate. Time right, stop right there. Sorry. Uh, CDC scientists, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they're disqualified. They lied too many times. So next, what else you got there, Doc? Oh, go ahead. Appropriate time from a public health point of view to lift the Title 42 uh, restrictions. We have always had a bit of a different standard on transportation in the sense that we know when you're sitting on an airplane, the person sitting next to you, if they're coughing, they're sneezing, you can't get up and move. So we've always wanted to be extra careful on public transportation, uh, airlines, and that, I think, is part of what is motivating the CDC scientists here to say, let's take two more weeks, let's get a sense of what's going on. They really are pretty different circumstances. Just a couple yeah. weeks. You know, it's, what's kind of amazing there is he's like, yeah, I mean, once, once these people get into the country illegally, we don't even really bother tracking them all that, uh, all that carefully, so they can move wherever they want. Mm-hmm. But you're stuck next to somebody on an airplane. Okay, that's actually not the win you think it is. Well, I know that, well, they certainly don't have vehicles as they come in. They're going to be using public transportation. Uh, But I don't think we need to make them mask up. Okay? We want them to feel welcome. And we're going to give them a phone. Now, we don't know if we can track it or not. Uh, But we certainly want to give them a phone. We want want them to feel welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. That is really driving some people crazy, among everything else. The, the way they say, yeah, everybody knows they're not going to be tracked. Did you see them handing the, the phones out? Yes, I did. Like an all, all in bubble wrap, and they're just handing them out as they come in? Yes. Fantastic. By the way, uh, I don't know if anyone saw Tucker Carlson last night. He, he and his staff were thinking what we were thinking last week. Giving out the phones, mm-hmm. it was the memory of the Obama phone. Oh yeah, Last oh year, yeah. I said, well, we, they should just call it the Biden phone, and it was the graph saying Biden phone. Yeah, and they had the lady from yeah, our favorite clip. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with Romney again? Romney, he sucks. Yeah, because Obama gave a phone. Right? I agree with her there. You got yeah. Obama phone? Yes, everybody in Cleveland, no minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know? He gave us a phone. So all I want is some sort of person that can be Biden phone person that will be that iconic. If we could just make that happen, that'd be a great weekend. Okay, moving on. <laughs> China. Everyone's seen the footage now of what's going on there with the lockdown? Yeah. Shanghai, 26 million people all locked down for a few weeks, people running out of food. That was some kind of a hellscape when you saw them in those high rises. Oh, my god! I mean, that, that was the sound. Jarring. Yes. Because a guy just put his phone up, and so yeah. you see high-rises everywhere. I don't even know if it will transfer. I'm not sure either, but it's just screams. Listen to that. <laughs> For miles. Yeah. It just brutal. Unbelievable. That still gives me chills. It is. It's, it's a sci-fi movie. It's insanity. Well, and those the, guys in the white, wearing the white... They're yes. Pulling, throwing people into buses and, and vans and golly. Well, 
they have seized apartment buildings. Uh, yeah. They're turning them into quarantine facilities, and they're just taking residents out. Yeah, pulling them out. And physically just removing them. Yep. Um. You saw the images, David. I don't know if you have. No, I've not. seen a lot of the images. Okay. Oh my goodness. And, I'm, and I'm, so you're seeing like a loved one just getting taken away. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hello, and yelling. It's heartbreaking. And you know, all I can think as I'm watching this is just recently Fauci said, "Well, I'm not going to do anything to criticize China. Yeah. How they're handling anything? Really." That's unreal. And yeah. now you get people fighting back. Yeah. Where where are the liberal Hollywood elite saying, I stand with the people of Shanghai? That's a great question. They'll do question. it with Ukraine, and it's fine if you want to do that for Ukraine. I got no problem with that. But right now you have a situation where there's 26 million people in that city alone that are locked down. There's another 100 million throughout the country that are locked down. These are major shipping uh, shipping hubs that's going to destroy the world economy again as everything is ground to a complete halt. And there's a huge human cost, obviously, to what that government is doing. Where is the hashtag, I stand with the people of Shanghai? It's not going to happen. That would hit their pocketbook. No, because they stand with the communists. Right. Yes. Yeah. Just like LeBron. But there was another report... By the way, remember when the Houston GM, Daryl Morey, tweeted out support for Hong Kong? Yeah. Yep. And China was upset? Apparently, LeBron James was ranting to a ton of different players about Daryl Morey. All that stuff's going to come out at some point. Yeah, because, well, hey, man, he's affecting our bottom line. We got shoe sales. We got deals. And the NBA is big in China. We're not going to say anything bad about him. Disney likes to make a hell of a lot of money off causes in this country. I mean, they're down, they're woke, they're, you know, but starving people in apartment complexes in Shanghai, perfectly okay. Yeah. Come watch our movie. Well, the thing it's is... one thing, too. If you never talk about any other social injustice, yeah. you just say, hey, you know what, I don't know that much about it. I'm just pretty dedicated to my craft to playing whatever. That's one thing. But you're this social justice warrior. Sure. But not going to stand up for the people in China. Okay, no. all right. right. You got you got to think about it in this way, though. LeBron James, great basketball player, one of the best that's ever played. Yep, his soul is rotten to the core, though. Seems it is. I'll tell you what. At the very least, incredibly misguided. I don't want to go, man. He's no, a it's rotten, though. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> It's rotten. No, he's rotten. He's rotten. It's rotten. But look in David's eyes right now. I'm not going to mess with him. You know, sometimes just let that go. Um, Well, let's get to Senator Feinstein. There's an update to this story. You had it the other day, David, and I know both of you guys talked about it. It was pretty sad. And the story was uh, there are people saying, okay, she can't do this job anymore. Yeah. She doesn't recognize her colleagues. Mm-hmm. She forgets where the conversation is. You have to repeat line after line to her. She's just not mentally all there. Okay. So that is a problem for a United States senator. Um, and you had said, David, hey, whoever's saying this, put your name to it. Absolutely. Leaking put, it out there. Quit being a coward because it is a national security issue. It's true. If you love well, America, you'd put your name next to it. If 
you thought maybe she would just resign then? Like it comes out, somebody has the talk, hey, mm-hmm. it's time to go? No, I don't think so. Because it got brought up and she admitted to not recognizing a colleague. But then dismissed memory loss concerns, saying, well, any slip-ups, because I've been stressed about her husband's death. Yeah. That's what it's about. Okay. Um, when she said, you know, the last year's been extremely painful and distracting, flying back and forth to visit her dying husband who had passed away a few weeks ago. Hey, it's total sympathy there, no doubt. Word about her not being all there goes back now years. Yeah. This isn't new. Well, the other thing is, and you know, call me out if I'm being tactless or tasteless with this, but my gut reaction is, you're 88 years old. Your husband of how many decades is dying? Why the hell are you going back and forth from D.C. to California? Resign. It's okay well, if you resign. Take care of your dying husband. This is a different angle to the story. And on that, uh, let me just say this. If I were in her shoes, that's what I would be doing, yes. And well, I would yeah. hope my wife would do the same thing. I mean, she doesn't have to work to cover the bills. Right. No. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's a different situation if right. you are living paycheck yes. to paycheck or you're Absolutely. middle class. I mean, they're millionaires, though. Oh, yeah. Many you don't times need over. that job. No. No. Go take so, care of your dying husband for crying out loud. So why do you do the job? Do you really think that the country needs you so bad no. that no one could replace you? Really? No, it's because they have no conscience and they're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hard to argue. And if I felt like it, I'm not going to do it today. It's too fun not to. Um, do you want a lighter note, or you just want some more red meat, David? No, no, no. Yeah, I want to feed note. the beast all day lighter long. Lighter note. Lighter note. Okay, remember when Tom Brady retired, and the dude had the final touchdown ball that Tom Brady threw? Yeah, he paid yeah. a bunch of money for it. Half a million. Yes. Um, that dude does not have to pay for it now. Got let off the hook. Why do you seem sad about that? Well, I see the look in we, your eye. We You're can like, just wiggle ah. out of debts now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually bank. I don't want this mortgage anymore because the uh, well, that the housing market took a downturn. So yeah. I'm just not gonna. I don't want this debt anymore. Take the house back. What do you want to know why? Because it was five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. That's Jeez. a lot of money. Yeah. He was just able to make a deal with the seller. That was it. So now it's only worth, well, fifty grand because it was his 624th touchdown pass. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, not even a cool number. <laughs> but that it's kind of cool for the guy to let him off, though, because he didn't need to. No. That's a nice thing, right? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm I don't like, know. If okay. I, I, I'd like to say I would have, but I don't know if I would have or not. Sorry, dude, you bought it. What do you want me to do? Oh, boy, this is a rough crowd today. So much for Good Friday. A bitter Friday on the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Um, Elon Musk, the latest, next right here.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Elon Musk. Hostile takeover of Twitter. People on the left freaking out. Oh, gosh. Media people freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is fun. It's I so hope typical it of these people. Yeah, hysterical. It almost yeah. seems too good to be true. Yep. Do you think he doesn't care about the economics of this situation? Because that's what he said. Yeah, he said that during this, like, TED Talk conference or whatever. He's asked about why he's interested in buying Twitter for more than it's worth right now. And he's like, yeah, because I can. Yeah. As far as the cash, sure. My, my strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, 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 and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've, um, you've described I, yourself. I, I don't care about the economics at all. Hmm. What do you mean? Hmm. Well, I don't know how you become a multi-billionaire by not caring about the economics of things. I think, okay, this is what they call bleep you money, right? Yeah. You can do whatever you want because you do have the money. I've heard different people say, well, you know what? For him to actually afford to buy this, because, yeah, you can say he's worth 200 and whatever billion dollars. But a lot of that's, you know, stock. So is he really going to sell that much stock in Tesla? And if he does... What does that say to the shareholders right. of Tesla? Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Like Elon Musk hasn't thought that all the way through. I just don't buy that. I think for him, it really is. I have as much money as I need to do something like this. And someone needs to stand up to the bully. None of us really know this guy, obviously. So we're all guessing. That's just my guess. I'm waiting for the first news outlet to tell me how many hungry people could be fed with the amount of money he's paying for Twitter. Because you know that's coming. Okay. You know what my question will be? What's how that? much money are you giving to feed hungry people? Well, yeah, but they'll do it. They'll try to make him out to be some sort of ogre. I mean, this has just started. I understand. That's the go-to every time. And it's usually f- from people that don't give any money to any cause. No. but It's a joke. They'll line item it. Again, you know, starting the show yesterday, just a question: How many of the people, how many people in the world, would love to have freedom of speech? Almost all of them, yes. Especially the ones that don't have it. Right. There are some of us that have taken it for granted for a long time until it's threatened. Mm-hmm. And how much would they pay for it if they could get it? In whatever country you can name, it's a big deal. All right, what's the deal with Notre Dame, David? Well, it's Notre Dame, the cathedral in Paris. Okay. Researchers are about to open up a secret tomb buried beneath the cathedral. Really? Mm -hmm. It's lead-lined. No one knew it was there. Not good. It's a mysterious leaden sarcophagus discovered in the bowels of Paris's cathedral after it was devastated by a fire. Remember that a few years ago? Yeah. As they're going through the operation to salvage what they can there. Uh they found this uh, sarcophagus, and so they're mm-hmm. saying they're going to, I don't know, check it out. Open it up. Oh, no. Why are you saying, oh, no? Think Ghostbusters. Oh, my goodness. Well, they're, I mean. It comes flying out they, of there. And they think it's from, like, the 1300s. Yeah, see, this is not good. You're going to mess with stuff. 
there's no markings on it. Mm. Like this is this is What's how in there. This is how Dracula comes back, right? That's, that's, I agree. Something bad happens. Okay, so are you actually suggesting? Oh, whatever you do, don't open it. Don't open it. No, you, you find this thing. Don't open it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, you. If we deal with the aftermath. There's this okay, green, yeah, green blob with a head hanging over the city after this. Listen, all I'm saying is that. In 2019, someone opened an Egyptian tomb, and a few months later, the coronavirus took over the world. Oh, See, God. David's Look right. I'm guys. with David on this. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You want to get to a news update before we get to uh, the most jobs that anyone's created in history? Oh, sure. Yeah. Twitter. (laughs) Twitter is punching back against Elon Musk now. The board of directors has unanimously adopted what is uh, called the poison pill defense in response to Elon Musk's attempt at a a hostile takeover. What this basically means is that they are uh, poised to limit how much of the company Elon Musk can own mm. and then sell shares at a discounted rate so other people can buy it and have controlling interests in the company as well. Now, Twitter's plan, again, would take effect if, if Musk were to get a 15% stake in the company. So even then, with this poison pill, he could still take over the company with a proxy fight by voting out the current directors. <laughs> But it's still kind of surprising that they would do this because you just devalued your own company, or you've set. What up do the shareholders say? That's the question, isn't it? It is. Nobody is speaking up, but people are terrified of having this guy uh, who isn't controlled by them taking over this company. And that's the bottom line. Well, and the cool thing is, no matter what happens, at least for a little while, the spotlight is on free speech and how they suppress it. And it makes legacy media cover this, at least for a little while, even though their narrative sort of nonsensical of being scared of this takeover. And can you imagine if you had an entity like this that had some sort of political message? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's one of the craziest parts about this. It's like, you know, the Saudi royal family owns a significant share or portion of Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. So, wait, it's better for them and hedge fund bros like, I don't know, people associated with BlackRock to control the information ecosystem in this country and around the world. But if Elon Musk does it, oh, my gosh, the dank memes would end democracy. (laughs) Okay, these people are idiots. They'd rather sell out to a Saudi prince than hear what Elon Musk has to say. Yeah. Takes over their monopoly i guess so yeah left is totally freaking out (laughs) (laughs) that's just a little sample okay so biden is saying 
we've created more jobs than anyone in history, really? That's what he said. I mean, he trotted out this lie about the state of the economy right now. Okay. Our economy created 431,000 jobs in the month of March alone. 431,000. 7.9 million jobs over the course of my presidency. More jobs in the 14 months I've been president than any president ever created in American history. Okay. Fact checker, David Van Camp. Well, that's not true. You're regaining jobs that were lost as a result of pandemic-related lockdowns and business closings. We're still not quite back to where we were in terms of the raw number of jobs. Uh, Let's say, I don't know, early March 2020. We're still not back there yet. So... Really, when you look at these jobs reports, and I remember early on, it was a fact that you should not be thanking Joe Biden for the broad view of the employment picture in America. You need to be thanking Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and a few other Republican governors who were opening up their states, even though Joe Biden was saying they were Neanderthals for doing it. But leading the way. They were leading the way. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, man. Daily Wire came out with a whole piece about the five lies that Biden can't stop telling, and that's one of them, the record job creation. Then there was also, uh, I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan 40 times. Uh, no. I got arrested protesting for civil rights. That's yeah. one of my favorites. That's a good That's a good lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been against the war in Afghanistan from the very beginning. No. No, a lot of this stuff is easily fact-checked, too. Mm-hmm. And I think this is your favorite, Scott. I used to drive a tractor-trailer. Yeah, yeah, he didn't drive any tractor. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he never even ridden in one. Shut up. That was the big mama thing, right? That was recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Well, didn't The you other drive- one is the, is the fine people hoax that yeah. media still trots out there with Trump. That's why he ran. Yes. That's what he tells people. I know. All right, got to move on to New York City. Been an awful week with what happened with the subway shooter. And still, a lot of legacy media not telling that guy's whole story. Being a black nationalist, all the hateful stuff on his social media, that just gets taken out of the story. It's it's crazy because you know it's going to happen, yet when you watch it happen, like these people are unreal. It's really not about telling people what's going on. It's about an agenda. As far as following an agenda, I think the New York mayor lost his notes somewhere because he said something that you're not supposed to say. Okay, because there's been record crime in New York City. We know that. And that's outside of what happened in the subway. So local New York news, they're asking the mayor, hey, what can we do to stop this sort of crime? Because it's rampant. It's all over the place. Listen to what Eric Adams had to say to the question. About being consistent with our message. Uh, Here's my question that I put out to the city. Hey, I thought Black Lives Matter. Where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter? Then go do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. I was up all night speaking to my commanders in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, The victims were black. Many of the shooters were black. So I asked a question that was asking me when I was a child. It's 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? 
Uh-oh. Oh, my. Can't do that Whoa, either. Whoa, dude. Questioning parents now? Holy smokes. Mayor? No. You're going off script, man. Why are 16, 17, and 18-year-olds out in our streets armed with guns 12, 1 o'clock at night? Wow. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm guessing I could speak for John Stewart, formerly of The Daily Show. He's sick and tired of those tropes. If you remember the big talk he yeah, had, well, someone brought up about the families. Jack and the tropes that you use about uh, the black family being the cause of entrenched poverty and that. Yeah, these guys. Those tropes. Those, Stop with that, yeah. Eric Adams. Doesn't matter okay. to him. He's not. He's not affected by it. Of course not. Eric Adams wasn't done. When are we going to start asking these serious questions? If Black Lives Matters, then the thousands of people I saw on the street. When Floyd was murdered, should be on the street right now, stating that the lives of these black children that are dying every night matters. We can't be hypocrites. No, they're going to protest in Grand Rapids, where a guy resisted arrest and grabbed a taser and got killed. That's what's probably going to happen. I don't think they're going to be protesting black-on-black violence. And I think, weren't we told as white people, we're not even supposed to bring that up? We were told that, right? No. Isn't that true? No, that is true. Yes, that is true. Okay. Yeah. So. Because if you do bring it up, yeah. you are, in fact, racist. That's right. Got it. Okay. Um, Pat Sajak. Oh, gosh. Dang. Poor Jacker. You know, I don't know if it's appropriate to call him that. No. Uh, no, is that Jeffrey... really a nickname, or is that the nickname you gave him? I gave him that, that nickname. That, that's Jeffrey Tubin's nickname. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Pat Sajak is in the news. Why? Because of what happened on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. All right. I couldn't even find the audio of this. You found it, Robbins. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me right now. Well, of course not. Um, no, I'm not, I'm, no big deal. I can tell you exactly how this whole thing went down. Or do you want to grab, maybe we'll grab the audio and do it here within five minutes. If it's still up, anyway. He made a comment to Vanna White, and some people are saying, this was a Me Too moment. Pat Sajak should be fired for this. You have a confused look on your face, David. I highly doubt, after all those years of working together, that Vanna White's offended by anything that Pat Sajak (laughs) says. Well, I think we could judge for ourselves, is what he said to her uh, a little creepy. Is it inappropriate? And then some people are, you know, going to call for his firing. Of course, that's just part of it right now. Um, so we'll give you exactly what he said. It was about singing in the nude. Just a little tease there. <laughs> but yes. And then the spike in trans kids is alarming. According to a trans psychologist, that story straight ahead. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, real quick, Pat Sajak. Would you say in trouble? I don't know if I'd call it trouble. Made a comment during Wheel of Fortune to Vanna White. 
So the contestant, an opera singer, doesn't look like your typical opera singer. She won, you know. I guess when I picture opera singer, I'm thinking someone older. See how I stereotype like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was younger. She was good. She won. And then Sajak is having a conversation with Vanna White, as they often do, and knows that Vanna is a fan of opera music, Mm -hmm. right? And so this is how the conversation goes. Do you? Are you an opera buff at all? Yes, I'm not a buff, but I like opera. Have you ever watched opera in the buff? I'm just curious. No. Somewhere Lena Dunham is having an emotional breakdown right now. (laughs) (laughs) So people are saying, should he be fired? Others are saying, absolutely, he should be fired. Me too. (sighs) No, they've known each other forever. It's like, it's not a very funny joke, but... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's a pun. It's just silly. It's stupid pun. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Think Okay. Then you ask the question, all right, two people that have worked together for a while, mm-hmm. right? And then he asked that question in front of other people. Is that appropriate? Would I have done it? Well, I know you would have done it, but I'm saying is it appropriate? How do you know I would have done it? Because I know you. Yeah, yeah right. I, I would have I done it, but it would have been funnier. <laughs> There's no, a I, difference between being wacky morning guy yeah. with the sidekick right. that you were a part of for many years. Yeah. That's different than this situation yeah, I, where you're thinking about viewers and the current situation. But I so think they're just like com- so comfortable with each other. Yeah, I don't think about it. It's like a brother-sister relationship, you know? Yeah. And I think he was just making fun of his sister. He's just having a little fun with her, goofing. Yeah. Stop it. Knock it off, you panty waist criers. What do you think, David? Oh, I thought it was just a dumb joke. Yeah, dumb joke. Whatever. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You thought dumb joke, too? Yeah. Like, this is what I think. Again, depending on your workplace. I mean, being part of other shows, especially in music radio, whether you did Top 40, David did country. I did a little country and did rock for a long time. Way worse than that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm still waiting to get canceled. Not in in country music, sir. Uh, No, that, that that is very clean humor. That is true. Yes. So I didn't Although you had a guy minute. resign on the air, which was great. Oh, yeah. It's a story for another time. <laughs> he was oh mad because he had to work on the 4th of July and then quit on the air. It was incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. It's one of those things where if you make that joke, do you think there's going to be outrage in this day and age? Well, of course. Yeah. Because people freak out. I don't think Sajak thought that when he said it. I think, he just... I think he's just rolling with yeah, it. Yeah, he's just rolling. Yeah. yeah. So, no, he's not going to lose his job. But there are, you know, kooks that are saying he needs to lose his job. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Speaking about going way too far, man, oh, man. The transgender psychologist that we've talked about before in California that said this is getting out of hand. Yeah. With all of the trans kids, or just kids in general, now saying, yeah, I'm trans. Um, Erica Anderson, 71 years old, said, I think it's gone too far. For a while, we were all happy that society was becoming more accepting and more families than ever were embracing children that were gender variant. Now it's got to the point where there are kids presenting at uh, clinics whose parents say, this just doesn't make sense. It's falling under the influence of their peers and social media. Some clinicians are failing 
uh, to subject minors to rigorous mental health evaluations before recommending hormones or surgeries. You hear that story again and again and yeah. again. That's I think that was what the 60 Minutes piece was doing a few months ago. Yeah, because everybody's afraid of, of having the mob come after them. Yes. And that's it. And in some cases, it's basically taking the kids away from the parents. Yeah. And you got schools saying, well, we're not going to tell your parents if you want to start dressing different. Well, and you're trying to convince the kid. Yeah, are, are you sure you're a girl? Because I think you might be a boy. That's how it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also a phenomenon where, and especially uh, wealthier white liberals are pushing their kids into this. They actively want it's it's Munchausen's by proxy, basically. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this yeah. my son likes to play with dolls, so that means he must be a girl, or my girl likes to play with trucks, and that must be because uh, she's a boy. But, you know, in a normal society, you would say there are three. You know, if there are three or four, kids just like to play with toys. That doesn't mean anything. And there is no such thing as a trans four-year-old. That doesn't exist unless you want it to exist. Right. There was a great conversation, and I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson. Um, you know, he was clinical psychologist, author, great thinker. Um, talking with a lady about this phenomenon. And there were just a couple snippets I wanted to play because I thought it was really pretty interesting. There, there are people who are temperamentally susceptible to such contagion. They're likely the same people who are relatively easily hypnotizable. Yeah. It's yeah. likely associated with high openness. But- okay. So <laughs> if you are one that can, you know, be open in your mind enough to be hypnotized, you're more susceptible to this sort of thing as a kid. And kids are confused anyway. It's perfectly possible for a boy to have a temperament that's more like a girl, but that does not mean that he's in the wrong body. Right. I'm thinking about how many kids from our generation would have been told, you need the surgery. You're really not a boy. You're a girl. Oh, yeah. It'd be crazy. All this mucking about with gender categories is going to confuse and hurt way more people than it's going to help. And part of this is this problem of contagion of confusion. Yes. So all adolescents really need that. That's really what they need is more confusion about (laughs) sex and gender when they're 13. That's just perfect. I don't think you can say it any better than that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. The guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. One man's opinion. And, it, you know, I think a lot of people look at him, too, as somebody, eh, people will try to pigeonhole him politically, but he's a common sense kind of guy with a bunch of research, you know, in his history. I think a lot of people do listen to him and say, okay, this is just common sense. In the end, that's what I think most people in the United States just want to get to. They talk about all oh, the political fighting, blah, blah, blah. Just common sense. Because the far left has lost (laughs) any relatability to common sense. And that's why the Democrats are in so much trouble. Speaking of which, Biden's polling, worse than you think. And Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, that that lawsuit took another turn you got to hear coming up.
Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, it's big news, and I know that uh, I know that Scott is really going to love this. Oh, sweet! Uh, I'm ready. Something is coming up on Sunday on CNN. Uh, guess who's going to be on CNN's State of the Union? That I'm going to love. Yes. This is sarcastic. I'm guessing. Maybe. I'll, I'll just cut <laughs> I, to the. I'll okay, cut to the yeah, chase. I, I have a guess. Yeah. Do you? What's your guess? Kinzinger? No. Oh. oh yeah, even right. better. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews is going to be performing a new song in support of refugees because that's what we need right now. Okay. I thought we were past this now. What do you mean? The whole novelty record to some social cause to support. You just don't know Dave, man. (laughs) For those that don't know, Dave Matthews' band irritates you in a special sort of way. It's not even that I really hate him. I just don't get the... the thing, right? I'm, I'm, I know it's a Dave thing. I know I've been told that a hundred times! It's a Dave thing, you wouldn't get it? I wouldn't get it. I know. I don't get it. Okay, I just don't get it. Right. But maybe it's because you've never seen him live. That no, I have! You did? That's yes. right. Yeah, you still didn't get it. No, I still don't get it. Um, I don't know what else then to say to that. Maybe if you just groove a little more, maybe a little more on repeat. See, I, I don't even mind this song so much. You do the best. Well, I mean, when you when you're a part of the band Ants Marching, the tribute to Dave Matthews, you practice a lot. No, no I'm done. Okay, we got to get the other stuff. You guys stuff. all dress up like Ant-Man on stage <laughs> when you do It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Biden's polling. Yeah. Man, it's really spiked up. No, it hasn't. No, it's it it's hasn't. going the wrong direction for Biden yeah. because, you know, no matter how much they try to lie to the American people, the American people aren't complete idiots because, well, they're not glued to propaganda from CNN that is or any other network. That is they're correct. They're going to the grocery store. Especially now, yeah. look at their numbers. They're they're going to the grocery store yeah. and realizing that their grocery bill is higher than it's been in a long, long time. Then they go to the gas station. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they they're not they're not complete idiots here. I thought it was funny though that you know mentioning CNN uh, because even they couldn't lie about this, and you could hear people screeching and gritting their teeth. Their teeth, I mean, through this entire thing. You know, there was always that thing. Oh, Donald Trump has the lowest approval rating at this point in his presidency. We did it over and over and over and over again. Well, at this point in his presidency, Donald Trump's numbers, actually, his average approval rating is one point higher than Joe Biden's, which is at 41%, Donald Trump at 42%. You a first-term president Joe? at this point in his presidency, <laughs> uh, this is the lowest. This is the lowest for anyone who was elected to the presidency and didn't get up there through the vice presidency. This is a really, really, really bad number. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's... Well, that's, that's not good. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. I know. Then They're not buying it anymore, I that guess. might be it. Yeah, instead of a stimulus, you put out stakes. 
Yeah. Male right, people. Yes. The United States of America. Yeah, God's there you sake. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when the tears came. Right. <laughs> we looked at the polling numbers. My gosh. Want well, to stay masked. We don't want to risk any more desks. No. <laughs> People getting back to desk the work. Afraid to take this virus know. seriously. Risk more cases and more desks. Yeah, we can't have it. Safety first. Well, if you catch it, you'll turn it into a desk. Right. I believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he just about ready to give up like he did that one time? If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, di- I give up. Just, I mean, d- d- I, I don't know that I've ever heard a man so utterly defeated by a sentence as Joe Biden. Yeah, I think he had fought so hard for most of that day. And finally, he's just like, I don't have any left. There's no more gas in the tank. Yeah. Ugh. Started out, man, really strong. And then, I mean, basically, it's the Atlanta Falcons choking in the Super Bowl there, you know. Run up the score, and then suddenly that sentence just goes Tom Brady on you. Yeah, the only thing I can think is, even as they started to lose grasp, they didn't quit. Right. Even in overtime, they just ended up choking and getting beat. That's utter defeat right there. From that's third quarter. I I don't have anything left. Remember, they it's just all, garbage time for everybody else. I'm they, done. When they got all wound up about Coffey. Oh yeah, he's losing it. He's, he's, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Governor's governor, and when he be pre K, the pre K goes. Yeah, Pre-care. Trump's <laughs> mentally unfit. <laughs> he said Coffey. Yes. Oh my goodness. No one. Okay. Not done. History books will note it. All That's right. my all-time favorite word now. <laughs> if I'm out of something, something to be, I just go not to die. Not to die. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what are you not to die? Yeah. Come on, man. Yes. Yes. The New York Times thinks it's terrible. This is a threat to democracy. Okay. Oh, that a major media platform might be used to push a political agenda. Uh, yeah, this is hilarious. They're freaking out like so many others in national media, freaking out about Elon Musk's attempt to buy Twitter. They're saying, you know, he's going to be a digital citizen Kane. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they asked the That's question, great. what if one of the world's most important tools for information was owned by a mercurial billionaire who could do whatever he wanted with it. But imagine that Musk eventually buys Twitter from the stockholders who own it today. He would be a throwback to the Citizen Kane days of press barons using newspapers to advance their favorite causes. And we can't have that. That's ancient history, right? Yes, oh, Jeff wait. Bezos. No, that, that that's actually not true. Um, yeah, they're saying if... He buys Twitter, then it would amount to a real-world experiment in a parallel social media app without restrictions on what people can do or say. I don't know. What and this that's would, when the tears came. I don't know what this yeah. would look like when applied. Elon Musk should just tweet one word: Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> he might do it. Too. You know. And, and and now you've got the Twitter board of directors uh, voting unanimously on what they're what's called a poison pill. Where mm-hmm. if Elon Musk were to get 15% of the company, he's got nine right now, almost 10. But uh, if he were to get 15% of the company, any attempt to buy more than that would devalue the shares, the individual shares. Everybody else would be able to get, to buy at a discount, essentially, so that he could go no higher than 15% ownership. 
the system is working so hard to keep this guy out. Oh, yeah, and what you were talking about yesterday, as far as uh, Department of Justice. Oh, yeah. They're looking into Tesla Incorporated. Absolutely. They want to they know about some regulatory issues with Tesla. Yeah, Out of timing, the blue. Timing something, isn't it? Yeah, I, thought, I thought we were investing in electric cars. Right. Mm. Should be thanking him. But one other thing on the Twitter issue. What the CEO of Twitter said yesterday. Agrawal. I don't believe we're being held hostage. This provides all of us with this moment where we feel distracted, where we feel a loss of control. I am personally going to spend my time focusing on things I can control, and I believe it will matter. Okay, a lot of people took that as maybe he is going to get control. Because the way the CEO sounds right now, I'm only going to worry about what I can control. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this is, you know... This is one of those times. At the same time, he said, as far as the company's culture, no one man can change that. Uh, I'm sure, not he sure. Can. sure he can. Sure he can. I think he, he already it. has. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. If you work at a media outlet and it gets bought by somebody else mm-hmm. and you think, well, it's not going to <laughs> change the culture, I think there might be three people here that says that you don't understand mm-hmm. how this works. Yeah, no. Yeah. Have you ever been through a sale? I've yeah, been through I mean, a it's, thousand of them. It, yeah. It's just part of it. Yes. You just know that. But what do they say every time? <laughs> Why would we want to change things? It's successful. It's very successful. You kidding? Why do we want to bring in our own people? Because everybody needs their own people. That's just part of it. That's right. Okay. I mentioned the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial going on, the defamation trial. And this is fascinating on one level because I don't know that we've ever seen it play out quite like this on court TV. Some nasty divorce and there's allegations of physical abuse and everything else. And this was crazy from yesterday. They had Dr. Laurel Anderson on who had counseled them like in 2015 and said what she saw was mutual abuse. Hmm. Talking about Johnny Depp, because they both came from an abusive past, but he had been controlled for a long time. Listen to how this rolls out. He had been well controlled, I think, for almost, I don't know, 20, 30 years. And uh, both were victims of abuse in their homes. But I thought he had been well controlled for decades. And then with Ms. Hurd, he was triggered, and they engaged in what I saw as mutual abuse. Okay. So what does that sound to you like when you just hear it? They're both crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or some people took it as, is she excusing Depp because he was triggered by her? People are going to take it any way they want, I suppose. Oh, yeah. But what she went on to say was that Amber Heard would initiate fights to keep Johnny with her. That it was a point of pride to Amber if she felt disrespected to initiate a fight. Amber also told the counselor that if Johnny was going to leave her to de-escalate a fight, she would strike him to keep him there. Can't imagine why he didn't want to be around her. Just because she was afraid of being abandoned. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. That's crazy. So then you don't really know what happens. I'm not excusing anything. It's a different picture if it is 
he just hauled off and hit her as he's trying to leave. I, no, but we can't do this. I'm trying to leave. And then she's like smacking him and hitting him and everything else. I'm not saying again any of it's right. I'm just saying that's a different picture. Crazy that it's playing out like this. Um, here's a conversation real quick on a poll. A conversation we've had before. Can you separate the artist from the art? I can. But not always. No, not Depending always. Depending on an but... actor, could be a musician, yeah. could be their political stance, something they've said about something that you might hold near and dear to your heart, and it offended you, whatever it is. Can you separate it and still watch them in a movie or hear the music or, I don't know, enjoy a painting, whatever? Usually I can. Usually you can. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Would you say that most people would be able to, David? Yeah, I think I think so. Can you? No. Ever? No, I mean, there are some exceptions to it, but, I mean, like Jim Gaffigan has kind of gone off the rails a little bit on yeah. politics, but I still really enjoy his stand-up. Um, so I can separate there, but, like, Johnny Depp, no, he hits women. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, that... I'm that out. one just um, feels different. I mean, Michael Jackson, he's a diddler. I can't I can't enjoy <laughs> his music. He's a diddler. He is. Okay, part of the reason I'm laughing is because if you're new to the show, it, we, meaning David and I, have teased Scott because he got a platinum record of Michael Jackson, and you have it up in your apartment in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we like to call it wall art. It was a platinum record from the record label back in the day. Mm -hmm. But just as an odd place yeah. to put it up. And so when you say, yeah, he's a diddler, I can't yeah. even listen to the music. I'm guessing you couldn't put the, the platinum record no. up. No. No, I can't even listen to Michael Jackson music. Yeah. I, I mean, in fairness to, to the, Scott, it, yes. that, that Michael Jackson wall art is actually covering up a Gary Glitter mural. See, that's, that's fake wall. news. Fake news. It's 68% is the answer. People can separate it. Yeah. I think, honestly, it does come down to the artist yeah. for a lot of people. Well, It just depends on what they did and how much you like them. Yeah, sort it's of funny because I used to really like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, you did. And I can't watch it anymore. Oh, no. I mean, I can't support oh. that product at all. I'm not going to sit there and write letters and blow up a, you know my, my social media page about how much I hate him. I'm just not going to bother. Yeah. I'm not in. Yeah. I understand. Well, I, yeah. I used to enjoy the show 30 Rock, but I, I can't now because Alec Baldwin killed right. a woman. <laughs> right. Well, no. No. Yeah. Anybody watch the Cosby show? Still it's on hard it right now. No, it's, it's not. Really it's nowhere. I it, thought I just saw no, listed the other day. I don't day. think I so. I think so. I don't think so. Bet me $5? No. News update straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, quick update from the last segment. Cosby Show is still on. I can't believe it. What channel is it on? Basic Cable Channel TV One. TV One? Yes. It's another $5. Okay, David. No, I didn't bet on that. Um, the Amazon Union leader 
has spoken. This is really yeah. interesting, isn't it? Well, it is interesting. Uh, Amazon facility in Staten Island, New York, is fighting to form a union, and the dude who led that effort has been calling out Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for, in his words, abandoning them after getting her photo op. I thought it was interesting because he showed up, uh, Christian Smalls is his name, he showed up on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and he said, hey, it's not just AOC in fairness. It wasn't just her. It was uh, all of them, pretty much. You know, it's not fair. You know, um, I don't want to make it just between us and AOC because, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't show up. And, um, you know, once again, we we have no ill will against them. We we know that whether they showed showed up or not, they didn't make or break our election. We just had to continue to organize. Those Democrats not supporting the union? Are you saying they're supporting Jeff Bezos? And Amazon? Huh. That's something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Got to get ready for the Friday Five. We do it every Friday. That's our countdown this week. Looking around, what could we do? Hey, it's Good Friday. What about songs with good in the title? Oh, how clever. It's been a long time since we've done this. We have. And so, again, we rank them up. How big of a hit or how iconic is the song? How much does the song stand the test of time? How much do you personally like the song? We put it all together. We have the greatest songs of all time with good in the title. And if you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five Good Songs. Kicking off next right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. We're all set for our Friday countdown, the Friday Five. Starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay, Friday Five. Our countdown. Taking a break from news. And today, being Good Friday, we're doing songs with good in the title. The interesting thing about this countdown is if we just picked our favorite songs, it would look completely different. Yeah, yeah, it would. But this is how we judge it. How big a hit or how iconic is it the song? Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, and we have our five. The number's 210-619-2053. Who's first today, David? Well, let's start off with Jim in Portland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Hey, Jim. Um, you know, I was, channel- I was channeling my Mister uh, inner Mr. Robbins earlier when you were talking about the Pat Sajak, uh, Vanna White, Me Too uproar. Yeah. Yeah, oh, these yeah. Are the same- yeah, these are the same people that are standing by while male swimmer pretends to be a female swimmer and just totally annihilates women's sports so just it's so true up. that's a great point it's so sad it is yes it, it's it's pathetic 
Anyway, I'm going to get back to the days when Scott broke into uh, radio and uh, go with the Beach Boys and Good Vibrations. Okay, see, <laughs> that's awesome. Number three. <laughs> well, to be fair to Jim, David, I mean, he, Scott had been in for about ten years. Yeah, see, like that. that's fake news, too. That was 1967. Oh, my bad, 15 years. <laughs> this wow. was your number one. I well, it met all the criteria. I love the song. That's great. It was a huge hit. Yes, and it stands the test of time. There you go. Yeah, that's where you are. Number and three. That's pretty good. Brilliant piece of work. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Wes in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Wes. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Wes, uh, thanks for checking in. We all know that Elon Musk can afford a lot of free speech because, as we know, freedom costs a buck oh five. That's true. Yes, we learned that from Team America. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah, he's putting in for, like, most of America plus a whole bunch, it seems like. I don't do math. Uh, dude, my song title is the reason we have so many elderly politicians. Only the good die young, Billy Joel. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Only the good die young. That also made your five. Uh, oh, just out. I think it was just out. Yeah. I couldn't remember how yeah. Scott scored it. I don't think. That was the first song I ever played on the radio. Wow. As a teenage DJ. Now, was that like an early demo from 1967? See, no, it wasn't. Oh. It, was a, it was an A current record by <laughs> Billy Joel. Got it. All right. And now, on with the countdown. Let's talk to uh, Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. By the way you guys are talking today, I could have swore it was Bitter Friday and not Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, see? Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. My song is a shout-out to Mrs. Woody, Good Hearted Woman by Waylon Jennings. Oh, dude. Yes. Good-hearted woman. I would have loved to have that in the five. Are you telling me the test of time kills it? Yeah, that's too bad. I love this song, but it's just not. I know. Yeah. This was in hot rotation in the Markley household growing up. Pops like that one? Love it. Yes. Ma liked it too. I wonder why. A good hearted Well, love it. My dad was not a good time of man. Once he was 22 or 3. Anyway, then he back to the countdown. Good time. Then he had to raise you. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. That was not a good time. What did uh, you do to deserve that? Hey, we're all good now. It's all good. I know, I yeah. know. All right. Now, on with the countdown. We got Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Greg. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Um, What's you thinking? Scott, Scott, my wife Monica has something to say to you. Yeah? Uh, I I've been learning Bidenese for you and 200 dash double depressor just for you. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, Monica. Well done. Yes. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I got I got the I got the, the the greatest 80s band of all the cars. Let the good times roll. Good oh, stuff. Oh man. Yeah. Number four. I think we all agreed that was a big test of timer, right? Yeah. Big one. I was kind of surprised because it wasn't as big of a hit as I thought it was. 
I guess, Scott, you'd have to thank Rock Radio for making that a test of timer. Yeah, definitely. Because you and your top 40 hack ilk didn't play that one. No, we waited a while on the cars. <laughs> we weren't quite sure they were going to make it or not. <laughs> I, love, I love this song. I love that album. So Countdown we do every Friday. And today, for Good Friday, it's songs with good in the title. The number is 210-619-2053. And who's up next? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Easter weekend. You Thanks. too, Mary. Thanks. Thank you. And um, I'm going today with Nothing But a Good Time by Poison. Oh, yeah. Mary comes in. Number week. two. Always high up there. Did some research on this yesterday. That was number six, top 40. Yeah. Then there was rock radio. It was all over in TV. And both David and Scott, you say, test the time is where? Like a nine or a ten. Yeah, I was going to say eight or nine. I yeah. did, yeah. I mean, it, it, I still hear it. Yeah. And admit it. It's a guilty pleasure for you. Oh, I will admit it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's fun. Absolutely. Of the three or four Poison songs, this is the one I don't turn off. And every time that the guitar solo comes in, you say C.C. DeVille, hair bleaching and guitar screeching. Don't you? I will now from now on. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's basically the the most underwhelming rock and roll guitar solo of all time. But they sold it. They did. What do I know? I mean, they're, they're you know, that song's still getting played. Yes. Their solo's known by a lot of people, David. That, well, yeah, because anyone can play it. <laughs> I don't remember any of your solos standing the test of time. No, they did not. So I will bow at the altar of C.C. DeVille. <laughs> <C>. DeVille. <laughs> Guitar legend. You had a good time, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, who's next? Uh, we got Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Mark, nice. thank you so up. much. Hey, got some Led Zeppelin and uh, Good Times, Bad Times. Great yeah. song. Great song. Yes. Okay. If Led Zeppelin had, say, four good albums instead of as many as they have, would that be bigger? But because there's so many great Led Zeppelin songs, that one is not a test of time like some of the other Zeppelin greats. I feel like Zeppelin One gets forgotten a lot in the in the catalog. Yes, when I first started classic rock radio, not at all. I played all those songs, mm -hmm. but over time, it did seem like when you were losing Zeppelin songs on a playlist, it was from the first album. Yeah, that is true. Like communication breakdown is not quite where no. the big ones are. Dazed like, and confused. You mostly hear stuff off of two and four, of yeah. course. Yeah, then immigrant song from three. Mm -hmm. We could do a deep dive on Zeppelin. Yes, I guess we should get back to the countdown. Now, oh, on so. with the countdown. Sure, of Let's talk to Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Happy Friday, brothers. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for checking in, Johnny. Oh, you're, you're welcome, great, man. my friend. You're welcome. Hey, I gotta run something by you guys real quick. I'm coming up with a screenplay. It's for a rock opera kind of musical. Uh, it's about an iconic pop star by day who flies around at night and abducts.
children from the windows like Peter Pan. I'm calling it Diddler on the Roof. <laughs> Featuring the music of Michael Jackson. All right. Okay. I didn't say that now. Maybe for covers. I don't know. I'll co-write it with you, Johnny. Diddler on the Roof. I like that. I like that. I'll, I'll send you my information. I'll let my people get in touch with yours. All right, cool. But anyway, so I'm a glutton for punishment, and I got the chastity belt from leather pants to prove it. So I'm going to go with Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp. Johnny, that's a walk-off today. Number one. Johnny kills me every week. Okay, so the countdown, that was a huge hit, like a yeah. 9 or a 10 score, and then test the time, it's a 9 or 10. Oh, yeah. So it's already there. And if you like it, even a 4 or 5, you're going to rank it number 1. You know, you said something interesting to me, a, I don't know, a month or so ago, we were talking about music and stuff you reach for, and you're like, I just never reach for Melon Camp. Like, maybe it's because we played that stuff so much. Well, if I'm going to reach for an album, it's probably... Um, Lonesome Jubilee. No, whenever we wanted. You know, it's like something that, that didn't get played yeah, all that no, much. No. Yeah, you get a, a little bit burned down. I still like some of Lonesome Jubilee. Yeah. I check you it know. out. I could listen to it every day. But that's it. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. Okay. So we're still looking for what number? Number five. That's it. As far as songs with good in the title. Uh, the number's 210-619-2053. There's also some great honorable mentions, a couple that just missed out. And I would say number five is a little bit surprising. We'll see what you think. Friday 5, wrapping it up next right here. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, got a news update. And Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta coming up in less than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But we got to finish up the Friday Five, which today, being it, it is Good Friday. Songs with good in the title. Number one. Yeah. John. Well, back when he was just Cougar. Hurt so good. Nothing but a good time for Poison at two. Good vibrations from the Beach Boys at three. And the car's good times roll at four. We've had some great honorable mentions, too, and still looking for number five. The number 210-619-2053. And who's next, David? Uh, let's start this off with Elon in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Elon. Greetings, comrades from former <laughs> socialist Commonwealth of Virginia. Elon, thanks Elon. for checking in. Elon. Been, been having trouble with my old cell phone lately, so I decided to hitch free ride on bus from Texas to D.C. to get free Biden phone from President Magoo. <laughs> Great plan. Glad you got that phone. Yeah, yeah I think I got one that works now, because while I was there, I asked VP Chameleon why it is so difficult for intelligent people to understand her. She said it is because her words are stupid, atheist, liberal, asinine diatribe, or salad, for short. <laughs> Well played, Elon. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you thinking today for a song? 
Well, the thing is that when Jen Jen asked Peter Doozy what he thought of the job she was doing, he said, you're no good. <laughs> but Linda, I said. Number five. <laughs> wow. That was hilarious. Okay. That was the number one song. Yeah. What did you get for Test of Time? It, it got hurt a little bit on that. I, I put it at a, I think I put it at a five. I gave it like a seven. Yeah. I love I mean, the song. Oh, yeah. Remember, my parents had that album growing up. I heard that a lot. Um, and then, you know, that was out for a little while, and it was just a few years later there was the cover that I used to listen to all the time. The cover of You're No Good? Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. Really? Song one on Van Halen 2? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember now. With it. Yeah, that really got it. Freaking right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's just fun. Especially the end of that, the call and response stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> You can't get enough of it. All right. My day's complete. Who's next? Uh, we got John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hey, John. Happy Good Friday. It's also unhappy tax day here in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Not tax day. Oh, I think yeah. that's in December sometime. Yeah. But yeah. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so my nominee is from a band that's named after the same commodity that Hunter Biden once sold. Yes. All good people. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't play that one at Top 40, I'm guessing, Scotty. No, but I played it a lot in my bedroom as a teenager. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, that was a great song. Yes. Who's next, Dave? Let's go to Mike in Southern California. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, boys? Going good. Yeah. You know, happy Good Friday, of course. Mm-hmm. My my choice was Good Vibrations, but another one by uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's oh, good one vibra- yeah. that Robin's played a lot. I did. David, check out his move. I can't stop it it's going. I can cheer dance like crazy. See it's white head bobbing back and forth. Yeah, you had that yeah. going. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Wow. My daughter wanted to see him when she was young. You went? No. Here, Mom, you take her. Oh. Yeah, so the they one went. show you did yeah. not go no, to. No, I did not. All right. Let's grab one more. Uh, Uncle Schultze and Gresham. Yeah, gentlemen, when I'm feeling low, which is often, and I'm about three drinks in, I always think to myself, good day, sunshine by the Beatles. Oh, yeah. All right. Good day, sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, there was a lot of songs that could have made the five, to be honest. Yeah, with good songs. Life's been good. That was big. That's a test of timer, too. No doubt about it. Well, and one that you were singing around for a while yesterday, the studio. I was? Yeah. Something else that you sang. Do we have it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Better than Ezra. He just kept going. The Friday Five. Well, it's that was like, a good one. 
This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Go on. What were you going to oh, say? I have to tell you, that's my favorite Norm Macdonald of all time was on Saturday Night Live. When he was, I've said I've done it a million times, but it's funny. Uh, the number one album at College Radio this week is better than Ezra. The number two album is Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great majority. I mean, Norm Macdonald was known for that sort of stuff, right? It was really, I laughed. I still do. I've told it a million times. You know it. <laughs> I know, man. It was, it was cool. <laughs> R.I.P. Norm. That's unfair. Poor Norm. It was funnier when he did it. I'm sure. <laughs> That's Sometimes, what we do. Yeah. We just have fun with one another. No big deal. See, it's better than Ezra. Ezra was two, and it was number one. So. And now you're explaining it. Yeah. You got your top three stories of the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update next. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, Twitter's board of directors has decided that they are going to institute what's known as a poison pill in reaction to Elon Musk's threat to buy, or actually not threat, offer to buy Twitter for more than it's worth. So what this means is that for the next year, if Elon Musk buys more than 15% or winds up owning more than 15%, of the shares, they're just going to pump out a lot of, they're going to discount shares for everybody else to make sure that he stays at that 15% level. Desperate to not let him take over yeah. and change the culture. Well, they will, they will intentionally devalue the worth or devalue their company in order to prevent a takeover from Elon Musk. But what do the shareholders think of that? I mean, that's got to be a lawsuit there, right? I mean... If you're a shareholder and you're like, hey, you're not even letting us get a say in this. It looks like there's going to be lawsuits no matter what happens at this point. And again, you can believe Elon Musk or not. He says this is about free speech and it's important for civilization. Certainly got a point there. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I hope it happens. Now, I was reading Daily Wire and according to the story, there's three possible outcomes. See if this makes sense. Musk either wins by successfully initiating a proxy contest to remove the directors and to remove the poison pill, or he wins by driving the company to another acquirer, potentially at a higher price, thus making his shares more valuable, or he will leave the company and the board with a pile of lawsuits that will cause a major distraction for Twitter for quite a long time. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you know, you let... Twitter basically drive itself into the ground. And then you have a combination of the other two. You've either got lawsuits here mm-hmm. that Twitter Twitter's board of directors is going to have to fight off, or you wind up having a hostile takeover of the board of directors. Then you take over the company and, well, maybe wait a little while before taking it private. Do you think the board of directors had any inkling at all that this was going to happen? Do you think they had some idea that, that he was nosing around? It's hard to say, but by appearances, no. Yeah, that's it what seems I thought. It people seemed were shocked. Like it took him completely by surprise. Well, originally, 
Musk was talking about a competition. Yeah. Against Twitter, starting his own company. Yeah. And then people are saying, well, why don't you just buy it? That's according to reports. Maybe he knew what he was going to do all along. I have no idea. But originally, that was the thought. He was asking people, well, should there be competition for Twitter? And people are like, yeah, start your own. That'd be cool. So I don't know. It's it's fascinating to watch this unravel. You got your big three of the day? Let's roll, baby. Mr. Robbins, let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Robbins' top three stories of the day, always helped by his top 40 hero, is hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. That's right, yes. I think, is he good to go? Good. Okay, all right. Oh, he used the word. He knew what the Friday Five was. Yes. Good. There you go. Thank you, Casey. (laughs) Yes. Three. Uh, number three, vulnerable Democrats really don't want to talk about Biden ending Title 42, no, which really will lead don't. to a massive wave of illegal immigrants coming across the border. Yeah, Democratic senators from Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, New Hampshire, sounding the alarms. Wow. Demanding a better plan from the president and the Department of Homeland Security. They said we can't handle 18,000 additional border encounters per day. I ain't going to stand for it. That's right. And these are men of conviction because they're in vulnerable positions to not be reelected. Imagine that. The situation at the border today is the culmination of the policies that they've supported, said Jack Pandel, spokesman for the GOP Senate Leadership Fund. He said, hey, you're seeing them changing course and trying to sidestep political blame for this situation. They created it. And voters aren't going to buy it. Get them out. Where? Why are you yelling? Because that's the way I think Jack said it. God, he was pounding his fist on the desk at the same time. I love the enthusiasm. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Two. Uh, You liked a piece about the Twitter Elon Musk thing written by Jonathan Turley, Scott. Yeah, Jonathan Turley uh, wrote a very short thread explaining how Twitter... (laughs) Do you know they did this, by the way? They locked up libs of TikTok... Yeah. Yeah. We talked about now. this yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. He said, this is how nuts they are. He says, what is interesting is the latest move lacks even the pretense of neutrality. Media Matters targeted the site due to its use by Fox and others to run embarrassing stories. So what do they do? They temporarily suspended a feature that features liberals talking about themselves. All libs of TikTok did was take videos. Yeah. They put them on there. Yeah. On TikTok and then feature it on their Twitter feed. That's it. He went on to say, notably, there are many sites that watch and replay evangelical ministers and conservative figures for use on liberal sites. That includes Right Wing Watch, run by liberal people for the American way. Yes. It's all good, all well and good to poke fun at them, but don't. And, the hypocrisy. It's like no. they're not creating these in, in a room somewhere as comedy sketches. These are real idiots yeah. who do this. And, yeah. and it's because they know that deep down what they believe is sick. That That's why liberals want to silence even their own when they're highlighted, because they know it's sick. They don't want to admit it, though, because then they they wouldn't be able to consider themselves an ally or whatever. Right. Yes. <laughs> 
That's why they call it women's health and won't show anybody photos of the late-term abortion victims in Washington, D.C. It's oh, true. Yeah. That, More people that's... saw that, they would be demanding tighter restrictions on abortion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Liberals always have a way of wordsmithing that stuff. Um, oh, before we move on, th- th- one of my favorites, like when Gavin Newsom and his wife were talking about how they're going to stand up with all these other states taking away women's rights. Oh, yeah. You know, and you put it in this sort of way. Today, we are here to say we won't go back. No, that's right. We're doubling down on our commitment in improving access to essential services, including supporting reproductive health care providers and workers and removing billing requirements. Yeah, it's abortion for free in California. Well, they changed the word, too. It's no longer abortion. They don't say abortion. You can't. They never say that. No. Reproductive rights. (laughs) That's I mean, they've totally taken the language upside down. Yeah. They know how the polling goes it's, when different words are used. Yeah, you can't use that. Don't use that. Yeah. All right, it's Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day, and and finally, oh yeah, one. Uh, the Pope made a weird statement about Russia, Scott. Yeah, he did. Pope Francis is angry at some journalists. Some are speculating, some rather quietly, that the Pope is quietly supporting Russian President Vladimir Putin. Really, and he's not happy with that. Hmm. The pontiff was mad. He talked about the repressed reports, the speculation about himself at the Vatican. He So he writes a letter to an Argentinian journalist. Okay. And he said the Pope went to accuse the journalist of, quote, participating in common journalistic sins of defamation, slander, defamination. Is that a word? Defamation. Cornophilia. And I'm like, what is that? What did he just accuse this guy of, right? Coroaphilia is the scientific name for a sexual fascination with human feces. What? The Pope said that. I did not see that story. Whoa. The Pope talked about poop. (laughs) I don't know how to react to that. Are you it's, sure that's the word he used? That's the word. That's on Fox News. That's a quote. Coprophilia. Thank you for yeah. that, David. I knew you'd know. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> He's a smart guy. I know. He figured that out. Oh. I didn't know what no, you meant by that. Before anybody gets weird. ideas about about me or whatever, no, I just I just looked it up, dictionary, and this is how they pronounce it. Coprophilia. There you go. Coprophilia. You go. I didn't even know it was, it was a thing. But that's what the Pope wrote. Yeah. That if you say things that I didn't say and put it to my name, you are into that. Is that the way I'm supposed to understand that? Wow. Joe Biden, too, is weighed in. He promised to replace the Pope with a transgender woman of color. And there you have it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sorry I had to. Very proud of yourself there, aren't you? Yes. I don't blame you. Um, You know, I think... There might be more on this story next week. We'll see about federal agents being embedded at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. There's more and more information coming out about that. Oh, my gosh. It's wild, man. Isn't it something? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, we we talked about it last week, but the people who were supposedly conspiring to uh, kidnap the governor of Michigan, right? And, And they were. They were taking part 
in something that was actually organized by the FBI, which is why you had acquittals and then uh, what the, basically they came, the jury came at an impasse in one of the other cases, no decision. And you notice that that turn of events didn't get nearly the same amount of coverage as when the story itself was initially breaking. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, yeah, by the way, FYI, yeah, there's no, uh, yeah. Turns out uh, a couple of these guys are off the hook because the FBI entrapped them. Yep. Okay. Oh, That was a conspiracy of, uh, theory just a few months ago. Of course. Mm-hmm. A couple of Easter stats. Real quick. You know how much money Americans plan on spending on Easter? No. $20.8 billion. It's up from last year. Wow. That's Here's a lot the of other peeps, crazy man. stat to me. How many parents plan on sending an Easter basket to their kids who have moved out? Percentage-wise, what would you guess? Closest two wins. How many people have what now? How many Given people plan on sending, planning on sending Easter baskets to their kids who have moved out? 10%? I'll say 15 60%. Oh, no. That's, that's what... It, listen... Having a conversation with a buddy of mine saying, when when did the Easter basket stop? For me, it was like, I think, fifth grade? Something like that? Yeah. I know a bunch of kids that are still getting Easter baskets. Well, that says a lot, doesn't it? Don't we give them enough? Oh, did I give myself away there? <laughs> Don't, haven't we given enough to these people? Jeez. Anyway. So, uh, oh, nice job with the trifecta. It's really been an honor for me. Isn't it always? Casey, thanks. Yes, better believe it. Okay. Got Nimrod's in the news to get to. And a news update straight ahead right here. Thank you. Goodbye. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Yeah, one of the most important warships for Russia has sunk in the Black Sea. It's called the Moskva. Ukraine says it hit the boat with a missile. The Russians say they had a fire on board. Yeah, they um, were cooking out. They were yeah. they had some chicken breasts on the grill and Yeah. I think that's uh, unlikely. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just any sort of fire, and then all of a sudden, it, it, they just couldn't contain it. Right. The ship goes down. The ship sunk. Yeah. And Ukraine was talking about what they used to actually take it out. Oh, I don't care. That's funny. Um, <laughs> before we get to Nimrods in the news, another news update. Are you familiar with the baby? D.A. Baby, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. Did you hear about the shooting at his house? This is wild. No. It doesn't seem like it's being covered that much. Um, on his property, apparently on the football field, it says, of his property. He's got a football field there? Yes. Nice. Most have bowling alleys. The uh, victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Somebody called 911, confessed to shooting the person in the leg, said the victim was trespassing. Okay, we don't know who the shooter was. It might have been the baby. We don't know yet. 
Didn't he shoot but, somebody at a Walmart years ago? That was the word, yeah. Mm-hmm. But police say the victim was not a guest and probably scaled a fence to get onto the property. Mm. Must not have heard that Walmart story. Anyway, uh, there was, you know, 911 audio. Caller said, he's trespassing on my property. He called me by my name. I don't know what he's here for, what he's here to take, what he's here to do. He's neutralized until you guys get here. Ah, that's what the baby said? Well, we think it's the baby. Did he use the Glock? Not sure mm-hmm. what kind of firearm we're talking yeah, here. Boy. No one was arrested, but police did take a gun from the property. No word yet on any possible charges. Okay, I'm... Pretty big star. Yeah. Shooting on the property. Yeah. Yeah. You hadn't seen this story anywhere, right? No. You hadn't seen it, David. Uh, no. Why is that? Doesn't that seem like a bigger deal? At least celebrity-type news? I guess. Guy wearing a MAGA hat? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend? I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. All right, okay. got to get to Nimrod's of the news. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Okay. Um, apparently a sheriff from South Carolina is asking people uh, to stop having sex in a park. Right, yeah. where they're regularly engaging in these activities. That's problematic. It's uh, the parking lot in the woods, mm. out in the open. Mm. It's a park. What is wrong with people? And I, you tell me if this deserves Nimrods in the news or not. Remember, and this is before David's time, really. People used to call time and temperature a hotline. Yeah. You did yeah. it as a kid. Yeah. Like a parent would say, hey, Scott, call this, find out what temperature it is outside, mm-hmm. whatever. we got to reset the clock at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know they still get over a million calls a month? I didn't even know it was a thing. No. Yes. It's on your phone, man. What are you calling from? It's on your phone. Well, I guess you could say not everyone has a cell phone. You have a landline, and you just want to know what it is. I guess. Well, back in the day, I know you didn't have cell phones, but why not just check your laptop? I don't have anything to say to that. Or your iPad. You could, yes, absolutely. Yeah. If you don't have a cell phone, but you got an iPad. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. And then uh, there was a woman who talked about her first date at Target. Does the guy deserve Nimrods in the news for taking his first date to Target? I'll let you be the judge. Conversation time.